by Elizabeth Hansen, Administrator, Academic Counselor. This summer, I decided to do a presentation over imposter syndrome for our summer workshop series. I think most people have heard the term, it, admittedly, has become something of a buzzword, but when I began doing more research on it, I found out how much more this term encompasses. Imposter syndrome is basically defined as feeling inadequate or undeserving of the position you have. You feel like a fraud, like you've just stumbled through life but haven't truly earned what's been given to you. This phenomena is common in the workplace, but it can also relate to other aspects of your life. There are five main types of imposter syndrome. 1. Perfectionists tend to feel like a failure even if they make the smallest error slash mistake. 2. Superhero, want to excel in all areas of life without ever falling short. 3. Expert, must know everything on a topic and not knowing something makes them feel shame. 4. Natural genius, typically able to accomplish things easily, so they feel crushed when they don't succeed during their first try. 5. Soloist, prefers to work alone and sees asking for help as a sign of weakness. Not only is this a good reminder for ourselves in the workplace, but it is a good reminder for what our tutors and students may be going through. A lot of our tutors are considered high achievers, why else would they apply to help others be successful in their academics? But with this label of high achievement, they also tend to have impossibly high standards for themselves and their work. At the Technique Center, we pride ourselves in giving tutors feedback throughout the entire employment process. Even the best tutors in our program receive feedback for something on their evaluation because we want everyone who works here to feel like they've been given an opportunity of growth within themselves, to better prepare them for the professional world beyond college and the TC walls. However, with this, sometimes tutors feel like they're failures for receiving feedback. I think one of the biggest takeaways from working at the TC is the fact that feedback is not inherently a bad thing. It is an essential part of professional growth that you embrace it and use it as a motivator to continue to seek out advice and never stop learning. Similarly, our students also experience imposter syndrome. When faced with a diagnosis, especially one at a young age, unfortunately, a lot of focus is put on what the student struggles to do. With this, many students come into college with the expectation that, oh, because of my diagnosis of dyslexia, I will never be a good writer, so why even try? In order to overcome this feeling, sometimes it's as simple as a tutor pointing out the areas in which the student excels, which can go a long way for someone who's been told differently their whole lives. Graphic shows a pie graph with multiple colors. Each color is labeled with people who get imposter syndrome. At the bottom, it reads, everyone feels like an imposter sometimes and that's okay. Image via medium.com. I remember I was tutoring a student who was diagnosed with dyscalculia, and she was sure, even before the semester began, that she would fail her class because she's so bad at math. During one of our first few sessions, we were finishing up a hard problem together, and she was so frustrated that she had gotten the answer wrong. See, she said, I can't do it. I'm terrible. But look at all of this, I responded, motioning to the previous 10 problems she had completed effortlessly on her own the night before. If you were bad at math, there is no way you could have done all that. Sometimes, it takes reframing your thinking, and moving away from that absolutist idea. My student was falling into the trap that, if I can't get every single math problem right, then I must be a failure. Which was certainly not the case. That's one of the root causes of imposter syndrome. Thinking in alls or nothings. By giving ourselves grace to be the imperfect human beings that we are, 
you can figure out new ways of approaching work, life, and school. It's a process, but there are a few steps that can help if you feel as though you're experiencing imposter syndrome. 1. Feel your feelings. Recognize when you're feeling this way and what causes you to feel inadequate. Do not shy away from it, but take an emotional step away and see it from an objective perspective. 2. Focus on strengths. Realize that not everyone can be perfect at everything, so leverage your strengths and be willing to ask questions and receive help in the areas that may need improvement. Or, do not feel shameful in having other people help and support you. Everyone has their strengths to take advantage of those that the people around you have. 3. Be humble. Cultivate a thirst for learning and a search for continued growth. Not knowing something is an opportunity for future development, not a reason to quit or call yourself a failure. Through it all, it's easy to be more critical and harsher on yourself than the outside world will ever be to you. It's important to reframe thinking from absolutist language to one that allows for variability and flexibility. Rethink the idea that everything must be perfect because perfect is impossible to achieve. We are all humans trying to do the most difficult thing in the world to live so why not give yourself a pat on the back every once in a while. You're doing great. References Bonsal, the 2020, October 15th. Why Imposter Syndrome Isn't Bad, How to Conquer Self-Doubt. Retrieved March 1, 2021, from https colon slash slash www.tectello.com slash imposter syndrome slash. Gopal, S. 2019, October 20th. Why Imposter Syndrome Affects the Most Successful People. Retrieved March 1, 2021, from https colon slash slash medium.datadriveninvestor.com slash why imposter syndrome affects the most successful people D3E5C8BB977E.